0: young you called my name I tried to run but still you came and you stepped into the dark cause that's just the kind of God you are When heaven seems beyond my reach you still see eternity in me you're turning ashes, ashes into art cause, cause that's, that's just the kind of god, god you are it's in the empty tomb it's on the
1: rugged cross start Yeah.
0: to the dark, because that's just the the kind of God God you are.
1: Thank you, Ian, for the suggestion. If anybody else has songs they want to hear, please let us know.
2: (laughs) Thank you, worship team. Church of the Warm Heart, good morning. Good morning. Great to have you on this beautiful, beautiful beautiful day. Thank you for blowing in this morning. We appreciate you being here. My name is Michael Beneshek. I'm one of your warm heart pastors. And and uh, just to welcome you, if you're joining us online, every Sunday I say hi to our online folk, and I usually say something like, coast to coast, Uh, And it's true, we do have people watching today from California, Oregon, I know New Jersey's in there, uh, but I never use the other borders. So uh, uh, welcome to our Gulf Coast folk who are watching today, I know we got some folk in Alabama watching, and uh, North Dakota, I never say North Dakota, welcome to North Dakota, there are people watching from North Dakota today. Uh, I know this because they, uh, a few weeks back, someone said, why would you ever go to North Dakota, and they called in and said, we're watching, (laughs) so Hello North Dakota, I, I like the Well, can you put the welcome slide back on? This is a total fluke of nature, sunflowers, that screams North Dakota. So uh, we're glad that all of you are here with us today. Just a few announcements, sign in, let us know you're here. Every pew, every row has a sign in sheet. Uh, just let us know that, uh, that you're with us today. Uh, on the bulletin, on the back, I just want to highlight a couple things. Uh, th- this is, I think, a first, at least for me, in 25 years of ministry. I've never had a diaper on the back of a bulletin. Uh, but we have that here today. There's a uh, day of service, September 12th, at the Idaho Diaper Bank Warehouse. We're not collecting the diapers here at this church. We have done that in the past, but our job this this uh, time is to be at the warehouse and to help collect uh, and stack and, and take care of all the diapers that are coming in. Um, I don't know if you... Uh, if any of you had kids recently, but uh, uh, diaper, diapers are spendy. Uh, if you got like three and under, you're, you're looking at $100 a month minimum if you're doing, doing the old Pampers and the Huggies and that kind of thing. Um, 46% of all kids ages three and below live in, uh, live, li- I'm trying to remember what the poverty level is, but it is uh, people of low income. Uh, 40, 46% of all kids, 3 and under, live in those households where it's tough enough to get food. And diapers are not considered a part of wick. Uh, or food stamps, so that's straight up out of pocket. So we appreciate your help on that. Uh, Pastor Jen wanted me to highlight the five marks of a Methodist class. You could read about that on here. We do have Financial Peace University starting up in about a month, and you'll start seeing information about that as well. Today, this afternoon, United. Uh, the, the, what's our What's our group called? The Mary Methodists. That's who they are. The Mary Methodists meet tonight. Five o'clock in the Family Life Center the, with a potluck. If you are Mary or a Methodist, you are welcome to come. Honestly, if you're not a Methodist, you are welcome to come. They will help make you Methodist, and if you're not Mary, they will help make you Mary with with the food. The grumpy Methodists are meeting somewhere else. So, but we have we have the Mary Methodists with us today. Uh, right after this service, and this will be a little shortened service uh, than what we're typically used to. Um, I noticed that we don't we don't have kids here today at this service. It's Wow. Oh, we do have one. We do have one. You're hiding. You're hiding underneath. Awesome. Uh, but we took out a song or two. Uh, right after the service, we're going to have a little town hall. Don't know what else to call it. Just a little meeting. We'll all meet over here. And I just kind of want to hear your thoughts on what you love about the service and what could change about the service to meet your needs. Um, this, I, just, I just want open ears and, 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 and hear from all of you. So we hope that you stick around for a few minutes after service. For that, those are then uh, the announcements. Let's take a moment, greet those around us in Christian love. Matter of fact, I think we could all meet in the middle and greet each other uh, today, and then st- remain standing for the opening hymns.
1: I was a runaway, now I am finally home. My mind was a ghost town, haunted by yesterday. Until your hand reached out, pull me out of my grave into the freedom crown, only in Jesus' name.
2: seated except for our one kiddo. You can come on down. So last year, my son had to make for school his perfect house. So he created this. What do you see in here? You see a bed? Yeah, he's got his own bedroom in here. This is not a church. It looks like pews, but he put his own movie theater in his house. Yeah, he's watching Jurassic Park, it looks like. He's got a big couch, big TV. Um, I don't see a place for mom or dad in here. So this is, this must be his perfect house. Oh. Well, he made this, and he wanted to keep it. I'm not sure how we're going to keep it for many, many years, but uh, we'll keep it for right now. Uh, but this is something he made, so... Uh, I, I, I asked him if I, if I could borrow it for today and he goes, yes, but you know what he told me? Don't break it. Don't break it. What are some ways that I could creatively break this? I could stomp on it. Would he like that? No, not at all. What I can do? I could ride my car over it. That, that would yeah, That would be kind of fun, wouldn't it? I could pour water in it. I could throw it in the pool. I could burn it. I could, throw it in the, burn it. I could throw it in the trash. I could throw it in a bonfire. I could throw it up against the wall. I could do all sorts of things to, to destroy this. How do you think that would make him feel? Sad. Pretty sad, would not it? And angry. And angry, a lot of those things. Uh, this is something he made, and he cherishes it. Um, and it's something close to his heart. So I want to treat this with love and respect. Did you know that God also makes some stuff? He doesn't make this so much. But he made the mountains and the oceans and the seas and, the, and, the, and, the, and, and everything that we see outside. But his most cherished thing is you. And you. And you. And you. And all of you. God doesn't want us to hurt any of his creation. And that includes all of us. So just as my son would be very sad and and just, just heartbroken, if something happened to his creation, if something happens to us, uh, God also weeps. And he cries. And our job is to treat each other with love and respect. Uh, in Big People Church today, you're going to hear about that, as, as thou shalt not murder. How do you, how do you put that into children's time? Uh, so just let's treat creation with all the respect and love that we can. Can you pray with me? God above, we ask your blessings upon this little one, that as she grows in, in love and godliness, remind her that she is loved by you. She is loved by her folks. And she is loved by this creation, and by your congregation. It's in your son's name we have this prayer. Amen. Awesome. Have fun at Sunday school. And I will be very careful to put this back up here. Do you keep all your kids' stuff, or eventually do they have to? Someday they'll just have to grab. All right, older folk, do do your kids still have stuff at your house? Yes. Do you want them to take it? Yes. Okay. Aw, I love it. Well, as we come to to a time of prayer, just... uh, just just a word we have we have a funeral coming up on Friday, Margo Strang, which i don't think m- most people would know in this in the service um, uh, passed away last week, and her service will be on Friday uh, at two o'clock. All are invited um, her her whole family, uh, all the folk from out of town took up took up an entire row at the first service, and then uh, I had to apologize to them just a little like this. The sermons, "Thou shalt not murder," is not going to be a happy that 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 kind of service, uh, but it but it worked well. Uh, so I wanted to throw in a joy as well. Uh, last night got to do the wedding of Robert and and uh, Eska Mack, is uh, now their last name. Uh, they got married outside yesterday, right before the rain came. I've never had a wedding in Idaho be almost be canceled because of a hurricane weather. <laughs> Almost happened last night, Uh, but a joy to them. After the wedding, I said, oh, all right, I'll see you in church tomorrow. And they looked at me like, we're not coming out. (laughs) 25 years of doing weddings. I've only had a wedding couple show up at church the next day once.
1: (laughs) Once. Uh,
2: I I, I don't expect it, but it was kind of fun to say, hey, uh, good to see you guys. Um, uh, Usually, if if, uh, I'm doing the sermon, Pastor Jen gives the prayer and vice versa, if, if she's given the sermon. Uh, Pastor Jen's out of town today. Uh, where's Pastor Jen, I hear you ask? Her oldest is, is beginning at college in, up in Montana, and so she drove uh, up yesterday to drop him off for school. She'll be back later on today, but our prayers are with them and safe travels and with everyone who's starting school uh, last week or this week. Let us be a people of prayer. Lord, we ask that you be with us today as we come to you from all of life's circumstance. Give us courage and strength and fill us with your love and grace that we may serve you fully. I know the weather doesn't tell it outside, but as summer draws to a close, we start to focus our attention to the activities of autumn. For some, it will mean preparing kids for school or kids who go off to college or the workforce or perhaps military. Be with these precious ones as they embark on life's journeys. And Lord, be with us as we encounter life's challenges on our own walk. We travel here from all walks of life, from different ages and stages. And Lord, we think of the names of loved ones who are struggling with loss with illness, with depression, with addiction and cancer, with alienation from those that they love. Be with each of those. Lay your hand of healing gently over their lives and and pour out your balm of peace upon them. Lord, we also bring to you situations of celebration, birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, family gatherings special occasions that lift us up and and remind us of the goodness of life. Breathe your spirit into these wonderful events that all who gather may rejoice and celebrate the blessings that you have given each of us. We ask all of these things through his prayer as we share in it together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Lisa, I'm going to invite you up to share in our scripture today.
3: Good morning. We have three scriptures today. Um, the first one is Exodus 20, 13. Uh, the second one will be Matthew 5, 21 through 22. And the last one will be 1 John 3, through 15. So the first one, Exodus 20, 13, you shall not murder. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him.
2: Do you know the TV show? Is it coming? Murder, She Wrote? Anyone watch Murder, She Wrote? It's, on, it's back on syndication, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Angela Lansbury, who played Jessica, Jessica, Angela Lansbury played a character, Jessica Fletcher. Thank you. Fletcher. Uh, And she lived in the town of Cabot something, Cabot Cove, Cabot Cove, 264 episodes. That means 264 murders that she solved. (laughs) The town has a thousand people. Over the course of 12 seasons, one-fourth of the population murdered. <laughs> do not become friends with Angela Lansbury <laughs> or live in Cabot Cove. Whew. What to do with this sermon? We're doing a Ten Commandments series. And we're hitting, hitting this one. Thou shalt not murder. November 13th last year, Idaho... And the nation woke up and was shocked to the news that four college students were murdered in the night. You may remember speculation and the fear in the days that followed and the weeks that came by and went without, without answers and until arrest was made. Trial is still pending. While all that was going on, thou shalt not murder, in the middle of that case, another one captivated our attention. Lori Daybell was sentenced for the deaths of her children and may face additional homicide charges in another state. The wheels of justice just keep on rolling. Thou shalt not murder. These next few examples hit me personally. I remember sitting in the hospital room with a middle-aged woman and the transplant that she had that was going to save her life, did not take. And in two days' time, the the family went from hope to despair. The medical technology was there to keep her alive indefinitely. She was in her 40s. But she would never come to. She would come in and out of consciousness, but she just wasn't in there, if that makes sense. A feeding tube kept her alive, and she would be on pain medication and doped up for the rest of her life, if you could call it life. This is going to go on for another 20 years or however long her natural life could go. And I remember her husband in the corner with his head in his hands, knowing that there was a choice to be made, but only one real choice. She would not want to live like this, but he would have to make the call. Thou shalt not murder. A platoon leader from Vietnam was walking his troops along the dusty road, going into the village. It had been common for kids to come out and greet the soldiers with gifts and with food. But the day before, they heard the story of another platoon just a couple clicks down the road that the Viet Cong had put an explosive device in a pineapple and sent an unsuspecting kid out to greet the soldiers. And there was much loss of life including the child. So when my relative, this platoon leader, was walking into, into the village, a kid came running out with, another pi- with a pineapple and would not heed the words to stop. And he had to make a choice. And he chose to protect his troops. Turns out it was just a pineapple. And 40 years of pain And tears. Thou shall not murder. Drive by the state highways and you'll see billboards out out there. Choose life. Abortion is allowed here in Idaho in cases of rape, incest, or when the life of the mother is threatened. But the Idaho legislature has their hands on what that means, the life of, of, of the mom. Uh, in effect, it, all, it means that almost all abortions in this state are illegal. Several delivery rooms in, in uh, some places of our state have closed down, effectively shutting out all delivery rooms in several counties uh, out of fear of being prosecuted should a delivery go south. Now, this sermon is not going to go pro-life or pro-choice or anything like that, but just to say that we wrestle with this issue. Thou shalt not murder. You can find this command two different places in the Bible, in the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. Uh, In the Torah, you have 613 laws to follow, which include these 10 big ones, the 10 commandments. And in these laws, if you break them, according to Holy Writ, a lot of times they'll tell you the penalty if you break these laws. And a lot of times, The the people of God are to execute those who break the laws of God. If that makes sense. Here's a few that uh, the Old Testament says must be put to death. People who murder, uh, kidnapping, rape, incest. Bless you. Cursing your parents. If you curse your parents, death penalty. It looks like you all made it so far. Right? Okay. Uh, Idolatry, adultery. Uh, Matter of fact, it goes into a whole bunch of adulteries. Uh, We'll hit that sermon here in a few weeks. Uh, But one of them is if if a guy, if a guy, uh, no kids, no kids. If a guy slept with a woman and her mother, he has to be put to death. When would that come up? I don't want to know. Right? Uh, You get killed if you touch the ark of the covenant we're trying to communicate with the dead, I can go on and on and on. The very, the very text that says don't, don't murder tells us to kill those if they break these rules. We kill people to tell people that killing people is wrong. Yeah, that made sense. Okay. At the beginning of my ministry, 25 years ago, I was doing some nursing home visits and I was just walk, I was walking down the down the hall, and the door was open, and, and I walked in, and it was it was a, God bless him, like a ninety eight year old man, who did not care about modesty anymore. Uh, but I sat down and I do you want do you want do you want to, do you want to chat? And uh, I didn't know him. He didn't know me, and I got to know a little bit of his life story. He was in the Great War, World War One. He was. He was, he was young. Uh, again, this was back in the 90s when I met him. Um, he, he goes, uh, in his shoe, he, t- he took a piece of paper and wrote the number 18 on a sheet of paper and put it in his shoe. Put the shoe back on. And so when they, at the draft board, asked how old you are, he says, I am over 18. That's how he didn't lie. <laughs> Standing on top of 18. But he worked the railroads over in France during the war. His own son, his own son served in World War II and died at the Battle of the Bulge. And as we are chatting, this, this, is, this is what he told me. When you're young, everything is so black and white. Right and wrong, this and that. But as you grow old, you discover that there are many shades in between. Don't get me wrong, there is right and and wrong, there is uh, good and evil, but we live our lives in that murky in-between ground where it's not always easy to see the truth. Well, when I was 25 years old, 24 at this time, I was kind of a black and white kind of (laughs) guy, and I've learned over the years, here I am at the end of my life, that I know that there's a lot of murky ground in between. He was telling me the truth. What do you do with this commandment? Thou shall not murder. Well, in the examples that I shared at the beginning, you you saw some of that black and white. Some of them are slam dunks. This is straight up murder. And you probably saw some shades of gray. I'm assuming here that no one ever wants to kill somebody. But under what circumstances would I be challenged to rethink that? And the words of Jesus help me and understand some of these great areas. The words that Lisa read for us today out of Matthew. If you ever want to read the toughest sermon to live by, look at Matthew chapter 5 through 7. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. He sets the bar of, of Christian discipleship so high. He addresses some of the commands that we are to look at, and he puts them into a different light, including this one, thou shalt not murder. Jesus tells us that a murderer is subject to judgment, which also means subject for redemption. But Jesus, he, he takes it a step farther, always takes it that step farther. He tells us that those of us with anger in our hearts, with hate in our spirits, we are, we're also in danger of the flames. Do you ever have those thoughts like, well, at least I'm not that guy. And Jesus likes to always point the finger back. Anyone who is hangry with their brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Let me tell you, growing up, I would have been the subject of judgment. Anyone who says to his brother, Raka, I've never done that. I've used other words, not Raka. Raka is kind of a, a Hebrew Slang, swear word, if you will. Kind of means airhead, empty head, sort of thing. Um, Anyone who says, you fool, be in danger of the fire of hell. Oh. In the Ten Commandments, the word they use, thou shalt not murder. Doesn't say kill, it says murder. What's the difference, I hear you ask? big difference. Murder implies intentionality, premeditation, gross negligence. Killing is different. Killing is the loss of life, but not all killing is murder. And Jesus asks us to look at the motives and the reason for murder. Murder comes from anger. Murder comes from hatred in the Ten Commandments, there's, there's four commands that kind of sin against God, and there's six commands that we kind of sin against each other on this. And murder comes in at number five. And murder is a horrible sin, but I think Jesus was teaching us that murder in and of itself, horrible sin, but it's a symptom. It's a symptom, the fruit of something more sinister. And that's the blackened heart. Why do we have premeditated murder? Because we have the sin of hatred. You don't deserve to live. Why Why do we have murder? Because we have the sin of greed. You have something, and I want it, and I am willing to take your life for it. Maybe it's because we have the sin of pride. Pride. My wants and needs are more important than, than your right for life. And I think Jesus is saying, if we work on the heart, murder kind of takes care of itself. You know, if, 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 you're, if you are prone to murder, if you, t- if you try to fix the greed, if you try to fix the pride, if you try to fix the hatred, the chance of murder goes way down uh, in, in what you're capable of doing. Jesus not only upholds the validity of laws, but he checks our heart to see if they are blackened. And if we work to get rid of the anger in our life, we're going to be Okay. If we work to weed out the greed in our life, we're going to be okay. If you try to weed out the the, the sin of hatred in your life, you're going to be okay. So what do you do with this? Life is full of complex questions. Of black and white. And a million shades in between. Try to see it from God's eyes. Let us live our lives appreciating the sacredness of life, for that is the true meaning behind the commandment. It says it in Deuteronomy, I think, Deuteronomy chapter 30, choose life that you and your descendants may live. Every life is a gift from God to be cherished and loved sometime we may have to kill, I pray to God not, but I, we may have to kill to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Because we love life. There might be a time where we might allow someone to die so that they may go forth to live. And truly live. And if you ever face that, just know that in your heart you were doing something, an act of Kindness. Talk to your loved ones about living wills. Uh, get one yourself so your, so your own family doesn't have to go through that pain someday, but you've already made that choice. But it's an act of love. There may be times when that appreciation of life requires us to defend a people who cannot defend themselves, to unseat a tyrant, to save a nation. These are questions for our day and age. No one ever wants to kill, but sometimes an appreciation of life requires us for the greater good to save. I do know this Jesus calls us to a higher standard of love and peace and forgiveness and charity where there is no room for hatred, pride, or greed. Those three things kill the soul. Hatred, pride, and greed. Thou shalt not kill, but let's kill those three things in our lives that we might find eternal life. And the family of God said, amen. It's got to be a really weird segue. As we go to the (laughs) offertory... Uh, I'm going to invite Dean to come on up here for a minute. This is Dean Cabina. Uh, Dean was at our men's retreat, and I think he's going to share just a word about camps because our offertory helps support camps. morning.
4: Two weeks ago, we had a men's camp at Camp Luther Heights, and that's located above Stanley at Alturas Lake. What a great place to visit some of God's most beautiful creation. The six of us had a good time enjoying nature and each other. We hope more of you, the men of the Church will join us next year. Camp is a great way to, to meet new friends and make new friends. We have, camp, we have a camp for just about everyone in the Church. Family camp, which is coming up Labor Day weekend. You should sign up for it. It's for everybody. And then we have women's camps, men's camps, and camps for children of all ages. It is your financial support that makes it possible for everyone to attend. And again, thank you for your generosity, and make sure you find a camp for you. It is a great way to grow in faith and friendship. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Dean. Let us receive the offertory. As willing and able, let's stand and sing our closing song, God, You Reign. In a moment we'll have uh, our benediction, but right afterwards we'll just take a couple minutes. If you need to hit the bathroom or anything like that, feel free. But we'll have our little town hall. We'll we'll just meet in these front few pews. When you come on down, if you're joining us, bring a bring a pencil, bring a pen. If you don't have one, look in the pew right in front of you. I just know we don't have enough uh, in here uh, to cover everyone. But may the God that brought us together go with you now and forevermore. That as we celebrate life, may our lives be worthy of love, forgiveness, and care. Amen.